Sorry, I was, I have today's queen deep dive in my head, of course, so that was that, but I just heard a weird thud. Strange. Okay, I'm going to focus, focus. Hello, and welcome to my podcast. Okay, seriously, what is happening? UPS, UPS. (laughs) Yes, I stopped and started my recording there for a minute. I was just... What was that? Was that a big, a, a big critter in the wall? <laughs> what was it? Spooky. But anyway, welcome, ladies and gents, to my podcast, Tater Thoughts. <laughs> and today, I'm so excited about today. I, I, you know, I don't like to, I don't like to admit my opinion about songs sometimes until I get deeper into the dive, but I'm just going to gush all over this thing. I I love this song. This is a great number from the guys, from the boys, and I'm so excited to talk about it today. It's been on my mind, of course, ever since I've been getting the details down. And this is, oh my goodness, it is the last number on this particular album by Queen. From Brian May, Moody May, as I lovingly call him. I love our favorite guitarist's work. And we are talking about dive number 117 today. This is track nine on Queen's 10th album, Hot Space, of course, released in 1982. Yes, this is one of Brian May's contributions. And it brings to mind a lot of songs from him. We've had some of them way back. This number is called, and I'm so sorry, I cannot roll my R's or do fancy things with my pronunciation, unfortunately, but this is Las Palabras de Amor, the words of love. I love this song. It's one of my favorites on Hot Space. I I think it's one of my favorites in general. If I was going to tell you a song, especially by Brian, that I really enjoy, this is certainly one of them. It is a rock power ballad. And it was a single in the UK, released June 1st of 1982. It was also released in several South American countries, Argentina, Chile, Venezuela, and also in Mexico. Also worth mentioning, the Netherlands and Ireland saw a release. I started digging in a little bit more. I think it was the website Discogs. There are many... There's a plethora, a treasure trove of things you can find if you look up old releases on Discogs. And I'm sad I wasn't doing that for the entirety of my Queen Deep Dives because I'm sure that when I said, oh, this single was released in this country, I'm sure there were many, many more. But I especially felt the need on this one to mention those countries in South America because of the the context of the song, why it was written. We're going to talk all about that. And this was number 17 in the UK, but you know what? It was number one in, guess, I'll give you a minute. Think about all those countries I just mentioned. Actually, I didn't mention this one. I'm sorry, but it was number one in Poland, Poland of all places. (laughs) Number one, we are at a very soft and slow 81 beats per minute. We're in a time signature of 4-4. And the key of D 
major. This is actually a key that, that feels comfortable to sing in. I don't know if that's just me. Everybody's got a great range to sing in. Even if you're not aware of it, I'm sure there is a key that suits you well if you do anything in music. And you know what? When I just said that word, sure, it reminded me of that moment in Nacho Libre where Steven says, sure. <laughs> Sorry. All kinds of tangents today, UPS trucks and other films, etc. So what are we singing about today? Las Palabras de Amor. What is this? Share the love through the fear, the uncertainty, the doubt. Share the love. But Brian goes here a lot. Right, I, I think he's a dreamer. I think he likes to seek. He likes to think. He likes to ponder. But he also isn't oblivious to the negative or the darkness. In fact, he he contrasts that a lot. We get a lot of reflection from him in White Queen as it began, and someday, one day, and long away. All of the songs come to mind when I hear this for very good reason. It's sparkling, it's epic, melodic. It echoes all of those earlier Brian compositions long away, someday, one day. Brian's aching Las Palabras de Amor, the words of love, impresses in its movement and its passion. It's not just the lyrics of love and longing. No, no, it's the persistence in the performances from every Queen. Brian certainly owns this. After all, he wrote it playing acoustic, electric guitar, those spiraling heavenly synths, all of the synths and keys he played that drive the energy of this gorgeous, lush thing. And of course, piano. But the importance of every member here is obvious. Freddie's lead vocals are some of his most tender, affecting, aching, but he still sounds natural here. We've talked about Freddie's natural voice and delivery as though he's not really trying to sound heavy or, or sharp or edgy. This is just Freddie sounding beautiful. Melisma, softness, certainty, pleading. Freddie is fabulous here. John's bass is just as moving and impressive as ever. His perfect touch, innate feel for accented rhythms on point. Roger's delicate balance on the drums. Intense crashes that contrast with glittering cymbals, gentle hi-hat. I get shivers listening to this in those moments, those dynamics. This arrangement reminds of earlier songs with louder drum rolls that stir us. So it's not just the writing, it's not just Brian's writing and style that remind of yesteryear. No, Roger takes me there too. All three singers, Brian, Freddie, Raj, give us vocal love, but it's Brian that takes center stage on lead vocals during one of the key moments in this song. Throughout, his Red Special sings its own tune, expertly enhances, energizes the warmth disposition of this beautiful number. I love Las Palabras de Amor. I love this song. I love it. And it was played live one time. And this is going to be a little bit sad, so bear with me. Originally, I wrote it had been played twice. I don't know where I got that stat. I had to go back and verify. But it was played only once. And sadly, it was in 92 during the tribute concert for Freddie. 
The 92 performance is lovely. The guys all sound brilliant and play great, of course, but I almost don't want to touch it here in this dive because it's not Queen. You know, it's not Queen. It's not classic Queen. It's not Freddie. Zucchero, am I saying that right? I'm so sorry. The Italian singer took the stage with Queen to do this song justice. It's wonderful. Just go listen to it. I want you to experience it. And I, I see my note here. This is what it was. Why I thought this was played twice. They teased it. Brian teased the intro chords of this on guitar at Milton Keynes in 82 before he started introducing another number. So that's why I had that stat in there. So if you want to go find that, I think you can find that as well. But please do go listen to that 92 performance. I don't want to elaborate on it again because I feel like that's breaking my rhythm with this a little bit because though it is the tribute concert, it's just not the same. But I do want you to go listen to it, of course. I've got fun facts about this beautiful song. After a five-year absence from Top of the Pops, the band appeared to quote-unquote play actually mime, this song. In context, they previously appeared with good old-fashioned lover boy. That's how long a gap there was between their appearance on Top of the Pops. They didn't care for doing Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops is an illusion of this enthusiastic crowd enjoying a live performance. It's all an illusion. But yes, they appeared after a long absence to perform this song. And this song was written, it was inspired by the band's enthusiastic Argentinian fans and their appreciation for that relationship. The guys were so appreciative. When they went to South America and played, the crowd size overwhelming. The fact that these people, some of whom couldn't speak any English, knew all the songs in English, backwards and forwards, I think incredibly overwhelming, probably similar to the way the guys felt when they went to Japan the first time. So this was a big deal. So the fact that they wrote it for their fans in that country and perhaps South America in general, and of course they have some Spanish in this song as well. It's a really beautiful touch and it shows just how how broad and cultural and how much these guys were involved with their fans. This isn't the first time they've done this, right? We had Teo Toriate. That was for the Japanese love for Queen. And the guys tip their hats to their Argentinian fans here with Las Palabras de Amor. And Brian provides all of these instruments, electric, acoustic guitars, synths, piano, as well as some lead and backing vocals, specifically high harmony in this case. I had to specifically mention that because, and I've talked about this before, a lot of people assume that Brian is all low. Low frequencies, low harmonies, low contributions vocally. Freddie's always somewhere in the middle. Roger's always somewhere on the top. But actually, they all sang in these different ranges, and that's very much how they created their wall of sound vocally. They would all sing the same parts, sometimes more than once over, especially in the vocal heavy pieces, to create this massive wall of vocals, and I love it. So in this case, we have a moment where Brian comes in on lead singing quite high in falsetto, and it's lovely. It's got that soft touch to his tone that I absolutely love. Now, the baby face seen on the single cover 
also appears on Roger's band, The Cross's single, New Dark Ages, which came out later. Isn't that interesting? I did not know that when I came across that fact, and I can't even remember where I got it. But go ahead and look at that picture. It's a cute little baby face. I came across what was said to be a rejected alternate version of this song, Las Palabras de Amor, with some slightly different mixing, but I actually believe it's, it's a remixed version and someone decided to amplify certain vocals. The nice thing is, in that recording, you can really hear these moments that are, uh, I think usually they're on the right side in your ears, these oohs and things like that and ahs that come through. There's these backing vocals that are buried in the mix in the album version to, to support the sounds around it as opposed to standing out. But in this mix that someone tweaked, you can actually hear those standing out quite nicely. So it's that part of it's very refreshing, but I don't believe it's actually an alternate rejected version. I think that's a lie. <laughs> I believe that's a lie. But if you run across it, I think you'll know what I'm talking about when you listen to those moments that jump out at you. I do have band critique for Las Palabras de Amor. And here's the first quote for you. Quote, Body language was a bit of a flop here in England. It really didn't catch on in England at all. And you know, perhaps it was a mistake. I thought it was an interesting different record for us to make. And I think of its type, I think it's a good record. I feel there's a lot of anti-reaction to it. So we're bringing out something which is slightly more in our sort of known style called Las Palabras de Amor, unquote. And that was Roger at Elland Road Stadium in Leeds on the 29th of May in 1982. And in general, Brian regards this as more traditional queen. On the commentary for the filmed Top of the Pops performance, Brian said, quote, this is really rather romantic, rather understated. This for a queen track, which I like, painted with a very light brush, unquote. Isn't he just so poetically spoken. <laughs> I love the way Brian expresses himself, and I think this is why he's my favorite composer in the band. Not to say that I don't love everybody's contributions for what they are. I think they're all strong in their own right. In fact, I think I've decided I'm going to do an episode when I'm all done with my Queen Deep Dives and another few dozen dives. That's going to be a sad day, but I think I'm going to do an episode dedicated to the way they each wrote and why it was so important to how the band was successful. But let's keep on with our wonderful Las Palabras de Amor. I do have some critique. Quote, a down-tempo moody with Freddie playing the part of a Spanish choir boy. End quote. That was from Sounds. And what a narrow statement, first of all. I, that's not to say that, of course, we don't have Spanish phrases here. Yes. But the fact that that's all they're focusing on, they completely miss the point. And it just feels like a contrived and I don't know. I, I just, I don't like the way that's expressed. It feels very, how dare they to me? I don't like that at all. It feels very negative. And like I said, narrow. But there is praise for this. Washington Post. Quote, the normal queen side of Hot Space displays the melody-making talent of Brian May at his best. Put out the fire, Las Palabras de Amor. 
unquote. So they included this, as you just heard, as one of Brian's best, not just on the album, but in general, Brian May at his best. And I would agree with that. I think because this song takes elements of many different flavors we've experienced from Brian before, this really does, it all kind of culminates right here into this wonderful, more modern at the time piece that is very, very attractive to the ear. And fans have nothing but love for this. I read nothing negative. If anything, everyone dotes all over it. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's tender. It's aching. Lovely. People really love this song, but it's still not mentioned enough. I feel like when people talk about hot space in general, even this doesn't come up enough. I don't know if it's because it's toward the end of the album. We have a really great number coming a couple after this song in particular. But Las Palabras de Amor, first of all, I think it was a mistake. If there's any constructive criticism <laughs> I would have for this song, I would say, you know, if there's anything negative, anything negative to say about it. They should have played it live. I think that was a huge mistake that they didn't play this live. Because again, they played it full that one time for Freddie's tribute concert. And it's lovely. But oh, how I would have, I want to hear Freddie sing this live. I, I just, what a mistake. I, I know I've said that before. I feel like I haven't said that in a while, that it was a mistake that the guys didn't play something live. but. This number would have been such a nice breather, too, between some hard rockers, maybe. This would have been... And maybe they could have done something different with it. You know, Brian, because he played so many instruments on the album, he could have swapped guitars in the songs. I, I, I would have... I would have loved it. And I would have loved to have heard the guys sing live together, too. So I'm sure there was a reason. You know, they, they had... So many songs to pack into a set list at that's at this point in their careers, a plethora to choose from. And that would certainly be almost impossible. They probably had fights about what they were going to include on their set list. I mean, obviously, some songs are such big hits. It's compulsory, but I, I, I just where was this on their set list? Oh, this would have been so great. Because from start to finish. It is a magical experience. This rising heavenly synthesizer sparkles, it glitters, arpeggiator, perfection, accelerator. I've, I've heard that term too. Up and down the scale, D, G, A, D. It's the circle back to the tonic. So we have these arpeggios going up and down, which I think if you look at Brian's playing on top of the pops, if he was miming the way he would have actually played, he would have crossed over his hands. But what makes this so mesmerizing is those lower frequencies that linger on the tonic on the D all the way through. And when Roger's drums crash in, the acoustics, oh, hello, Brian. Bass, John, right there with him. The drums gently, steadily keep time, almost softer, but still very certain, very absolute. I don't really know how to describe <laughs> the way they sound, but just that delivery from Roger. Always so confident, even in that restraint, so perfect. The acoustics strummed with that kind of sunny disposition, that optimism, the bass that's bouncing between octaves on the tonic, persisting in that 
cantering rhythm, da, 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 da. Distant hums and oohs and ahs, falsettos, stronger depths enrich the chords that shift, bringing in E minor, resolving from a suspended A4 to a simple A. It's a chord progression that settles comfortably while setting the stage. Freddie, as the instruments soften. Don't touch me now. Don't hold me now. Don't break the spell, darling. Now you are near. Isn't that just the doubt, the hesitance? All the while, the finger-picked acoustics emphasize the synth strings round the chords in those lower frequencies as Roger works his magic on the cymbals and that hi-hat. There's no bass here, just those brooding, warm synths. This is touching and heartfelt, and Freddie sounds stunning. His control, his thoughtfulness, the dynamics as his voice travels from third to second to tonic, only to rise up again in perfect expression. And I love that... that Melodically, there's not a, a lot of movement on his no, on the notes as he sings them, but there's so much expression there. That's the that's a great hallmark of someone who really knows how to emote when they're singing. Look in my eyes and speak to me. What a lovely, honest phrase. But with a loud bang on the drums, we arrive at the chorus. Las palabras de amor, let me hear the words of love. Oh, the chord movement from G, C, that A4 were suspended as the boys all sing. The acoustic and the bass all strum in unison in between the lyrics. What an accent, what an echo to what the boys are singing. And John does something unexpected going up an octave before falling down in a beautiful glissando. I can't focus, there are so many beautiful things going on in that moment. Roger's cymbal work and crashes in just the right places, and the boys sound gorgeous, all wrapped up together in these harmonies. Brian on those high harmonies, ah, lovely, the softness. Then this moment. Despacito, mi amor, love me slow. That high G in those harmonies, that slow. Seventh chords. It's like a light coming in as the bass and the drums resolve with beautiful, delicate movement. And Freddie, and gently. I love that the Spanish phrases are mirrored in English in the chorus with that emphasis. The second verse finds more sadness and reflection. One foolish world, so many souls, senselessly hurled through the never-ending cold. Tell me that isn't so poetic. It's even quieter than the first verse. All instruments nearly dropping out, save the acoustic and the bass striking in unison and that subtle cymbal work. It's magic. Freddie's vocals are doubled up and there's a gentle flanger effect I just recently noticed at the end of the first phrase. It's like, you you barely hear it until suddenly it's there and you can't unhear it. The acoustic work in this verse isn't elaborate. No, it's not loud. But in its subtle nuances, it's perfect. The contrast against the chorus, fantastic. The second chorus appears with more urgency as Freddie's lead vocals sit at the forefront, still expressive, but tender. And at the end of this chorus... Let me know this night and evermore. That's Brian. He takes the lead here. And it's a reminder of those beautiful compositions 
of his from years earlier. I get serious flashbacks to Long Away when I hear this moment. I love the rising of the bass with those vocals too, that crash at the end with that reverb. It's so loud and it just goes right through you. The bridge has rich layers of vocals. Brian, ooh, you kind of kind of hear him in the background there. Those are those moments I talked about where this uh, alternate mix someone did brings those out. Electric guitar, circling synthesizers are back. Everything merges into an affecting goosebump-inducing chord progression of what we heard in the intro. It's back. A pounding rise of drums and aching guitars lead into our final verse. This room is bare, this night is cold. We're far apart and I'm growing old. That sadness, very Brian. Piano, low synths, spacey, glittering cymbals, John on bass. So then, my love, we may whisper once more. It's you I adore. We get an F sharp minor chord and an E. Wonderful surprise. More than that, our writer and the lead singer, as it were, embrace love fully in the lyrics. Our final chorus, here's Freddie pleading more, aching more, and the electric guitar, Brian soaring down those beautiful runs. Da, 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 da. Ah. Despacito, mi amor, touch me now. Oh. oh, the admission, the wanting, the intensity. That playful, enthusiastic, woohoo at the end of that, and the way it rises over Freddie's held. Oh, actually, there's so much here I love. All of the backing vocals swell, the guitars. For the briefest of moments, they growl. John's bass becomes deeper. Forevermore. Freddie, and it echoes. The heavenly synth arpeggios are back, as is John's octave bass line. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. The acoustic guitar is joyful. The piano is just present enough to create a richness. It's not obvious, not nearly as at the forefront, but this is just like it should be nestled in there. Falsetto singing, the guitars merge among those rising frequencies. It echoes out. This is absolutely, oh man, it, it reminds me of earlier Queen in general, not just Brian's numbers, but those boomier drums, the folk-like sound of Brian's reflective, introspective pieces, such nostalgia, a warmth, a silver lining, because as we go through this, there's that doubt, there's that uncertainty, you know, it's, it's almost like he can't bear it. And then at the end of it, touch me now, despacito mi amor. It, it, it's... It's lovely. I love this song. It's, it echoes earlier sentiments, earlier sounds, but it embraces some of these more modern approaches of the time. It sits towards the end of this album that's been very much dance and very minimal, but this is more lush and elaborate and opulent. It's almost a day at the races style. And that, of course, is one of my very favorites from the boys. So naturally, Las Palabras de Amor is something that I adore. Do you I adore? Oh, it's such, Freddie sounds so good here. They all sound so good in this song. And seriously, you need to go listen to it. Go check out Las Palabras de Amor, The Words of Love. If you haven't heard it, 
or if you haven't heard it enough, because I guarantee you there is something in here that you haven't noticed yet. Because I've heard this song so many times, but as I was listening to it obsessively and taking it in before I did this deep dive, my goodness, there were so many elements that I hadn't noticed before. That little flanger effect, John's rhythm in that glittering, spiraling, arpeggio thing. Roger's cymbal work that's so delicate, you, you don't even notice it. This is why these guys are so good. You don't notice those subtle nuances that mean so much at every turn, and yet they had that attention to detail to, I'm sure, innately know exactly what they should be doing, where and when. And that is why I'm so obsessed with these guys in general. And in this song, go listen, go check out that 92 performance of this number. It really is it's done incredibly well. I'm sure Freddie would be proud. And I know the fans certainly were. There were a lot of comments on that video when I was listening to it saying, wow, Singer does it justice, sounds wonderful. It's a different take, but man, what a great expression. Because a good song like this, anybody can take it and really sing it out. And this is that kind of number that is reflective and a little bit pensive and insightful, all of those hallmarks of Brian's writing. Absolutely lovely. Go check out Las Palabras de Amor, The Words of Love, and let me know what you think. The next number, I'm already thinking about it. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's a special one. It's a far cry from the number we just talked about and pretty much everything else the guys ever did. It's one of those one-offs that I love in an entirely different way. And we'll talk all about that number. But until next time, keep yourselves alive. I haven't sung that recently, have I? Keep yourselves alive. Keep yourselves alive. All you people. Da -na 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 -na. There you go. Keep yourselves alive. Have a great evening, a wonderful day. And please smile and keep looking up and all that jazz. Until next time. Happy, shiny, bright and shiny people. Until next time.